What's up, everybody? Sean here with another live live to roll. Um, this uh, sorry, this week we're going to be talking about bladder care and some catheter options. So um, we'll just start with some quick intros and get right into the topic. Actually, oh yeah, let's get into it. My name's Sean. I'm a C5, C6 quad from a snowboarding accident um, almost 18 years ago now. Tom, take it away with your... <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm coming at you guys from a different angle today. Uh, my computer's... One of my computers in the shop. Um, so I got the phone set up going. And uh, But yeah, I'm Tom Conaway, C5, C6 quadriplegic. Uh, out here in Southern California. Uh, I've been paralyzed for 24 years. And uh, Bobby, take it away. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot, Tom. I like that new view of yours, though, with all the fancy light. And now we see <laughs> where the magic happens. What's up, everyone? Exactly. I'm Bobby Rohan. I'm C56 quadriplegic as well. And I've been hurt 32 years ago from a cycling accident. And let's uh, move it over to our guest, Erica. I know she was rushing to get on, but we got her. So take it away, Erica. Yeah, sorry. It was a little late, but um, I'm Erica. I'm a T6, T7, uh, incomplete. It'll be about three years now. Um, so yeah, nice to meet all of you. You too, awesome. Erica. Thank, Thank you, you so much you, for joining today. Really appreciate you being here, uh, talking about not the funnest topic but one that we all have to deal with uh, but before we dive in sean did you want to shout out our sponsors real quick since this is our i guess second official sponsored episode yeah so real quick before we get into our topic i'll just go ahead and throw up <laughs> we are now sponsored by mobility professionals um and then also urology professionals which is a just subdivision of whoops if i can get the logos to click there we go urology uh, professionals, which is a subdivision of mobility, which just focuses more on catheters. So if you do need catheter supplies, you guys, check them out. The website is down below and they are national. So you can, anywhere in the US, they can service you. Uh, yeah, and that's, you know, personally, we do uh, know some of the guys that operate out of there. Um, you know, they represent the community really well. Um, lots of individuals from the community work there and a really awesome, great company uh, doing a lot of good work for a lot of people out there so big shout out to our sponsors we appreciate you guys it's yes. very cool to be able to say that <laughs> yeah that is awesome. uh, yeah now we're talking about um, so let's... catheters and bladder stuff erica do you maybe want to start us off with um how you handle that part of your injury if you don't mind yeah sure um so actually i I just went through like a major change about a year ago. Um, when I first got my injury, I was cathing for maybe I want to say uh, like three weeks in the hospital and then my bladder function actually came back like about 90%. So after that, it was actually really easy. I would just like know when I need to go. I'd use the restroom like before and um, yeah, so that was actually really nice. But um, last year when I got my COVID vaccine, and nothing against the COVID vaccine. I still got my second dose and I'm still getting my booster. Um, but I want to say I was like five hours in after getting the COVID vaccine. And I realized like I hadn't used the restroom and I didn't need to. And I thought that was kind of weird. And I was like, um, okay, like, you know, you kind of know your body. So it's kind of like, um, maybe I just haven't been drinking enough liquid. I started drinking more liquid. Nothing was happening. And I was like, okay, like something obviously wrong. I was starting to like 
finally be able to go to a restaurant, I want to say like seven hours, eight hours in, but it was like not as much as what I was intaking. Um, so the next day was the same kind of thing. I was only kind of going only a little bit and I was like, mm, something's kind of off, but I wasn't in any pain yet. So I was kind of like brushed it off. And then two days later, I woke up and I hadn't needed to use a restroom at all all night and I was like okay I'm sick like I started throwing up uh, I started getting chills and like I needed to go to the ER I went to the ER I was there actually my inf I had a really bad infection I think when they finally cathed me I it was about three liters it was super bad my kidneys were infected um I was in the hospital for like three days and then they kind of was like we don't know what to do with you like we don't understand why they kept trying to they put in a foley and then they kept trying to take the foley out to see like if i would, could just regain what i was doing on my own and it wasn't coming back um so ever since last year i've just been on the foley now so that was kind of like a big change for me because before that i didn't ever see my doctor i saw her for like my annual and i was like done and then now with the foley it's like you have to go every month to get it changed and like i had to never had an infection before um that episode and now they're like i already know when i'm gonna get them i'm like okay kind of feel the infection coming like it's just like it's been a very big change and a very big adjustment on top of like the injury so I feel like that's kind of also a, a big change so yeah that's kind of where I'm at now still using the fully well sorry yeah, to hear amazing. about your struggles with that oh any kind of change is super you know it's just different it's tough to yeah. adjust and you know going to having like something indwelling rather than just being able to like take care of it normally um you know it's just it's hard to not introduce bacteria like it's hard to maintain the, you know, you know, the bladder health, and, you know, keep the UTIs yeah. away. I mean, it does. It honestly, it does have its perks because I can compare like before and now. <laughs> so like, yeah. I do want to say uh, this year I've probably traveled the most. I went to Mexico for a whole month. I came back for like three weeks and then I left for another month and then I came back and then I left for like a week. Um, so I've done a lot of traveling and honestly like going to a country, I've been to Mexico before like right recently after my injury and like finding accessible restrooms was probably like the hardest thing from the whole trip like it was not fun at all like I was constantly like wetting myself because I wouldn't be able to make it to find a restroom so like comparing that to like now going with my Foley like it was so like <laughs> TMI but like I was just be like in the car would be driving for like six hours and I just like put my leg over and use a water bottle empty out my foley and I'm like okay I'm good like it was just like so convenient honestly um so I mean it does have its perks like I don't have to like touch a lot of like the toilets and the unsanitary stuff inside the restroom uh so like that's kind of nice but aside from that yeah it has been a struggle to adjust but traveling wise I I'm down to keep the foley for a while longer <laughs> Nice. Have you tried um, intermittent cathing also, or do you just not have the sensation to know if you're full? No, yeah. Uh, so, literally, I spasm so hard um, that even when I go get my Foley changed, there's four nurses in the room. Like, it's 
bad. Yeah. So like they're like literally just like prying me open. I'm just spasming the whole time. My legs are kicking out. So like I can't imagine doing that. I did like one uh, like a month. I can't imagine doing that like every four hours. Uh, so yeah, there's no way a better man and Kathy would work for me. Okay. Well. All right. Well, you bring up a really interesting point, and I think it's like the balance that we all have to kind of try to figure out and face is like independence, like convenience, but also like bladder health and function, right? You know, it's something that we all have to do every few hours, you know, whether it's emptying your bag or just needing to empty your bladder if you do intermittent cathing. And then there's like, the convenience thing of it if you're having to like transfer every few hours or you know if it's like a big process or a big ordeal you know you have to take those things into consideration when thinking about super pubics follies and you know like what is gonna be best for you um, because it does affect your life in a huge sense and then ensuring that whatever that process is is also healthy and you know can keep you from getting infections and stuff like that super super hard to kind of figure out especially early on in your injury <clears throat> finding that balance um yeah. but on that note sean what do you do to balance your bladder um so for me personally i use a super pubic catheter um which i actually just had changed today and i'm getting some ad and leaking right now like as we're talking <laughs> um oh, so uh it's a little bit uncomfortable right now but um, so I use a super pubic catheter. So for people who don't know, it's essentially the same as a, it's an indwelling catheter like the Foley, but it's surgically placed into my belly, a little bit below my belly button, like around my waistline, um, which Bobby is actually the one that informed me on that when I was first hurt and kind of like, you know, said that it worked for him and stuff. So on his advice, I, I did go with it. And it actually did, does really work for me because just like you were saying, Erica, like the convenience of it. Um, like for me to have to cath, I also have pretty bad spasms, especially when I have to pee even, just when I like am going to pee. Like I get AD, my hands even tighten up even tighter. Like everything just gets, would be really hard to do. Um, so the super pubic works really well for me. It drains into a leg bag. I can empty the bag on my own, so I can do that whenever I need to. Um, and it's just a lot more convenience for me and independence for me because I also didn't want to have somebody having to help me every few hours to cath or like bring somebody with me everywhere I went. Um, and as far as infection and stuff goes uh, and everything, so I change mine every three weeks, which works because I get a lot of sediment in there. So it keeps the sediment from building. Uh, one of the things I also do is flush the catheter sometimes if I'm getting sediment or if I can tell that the flow isn't as good, I will flush the catheter out with just usually saline, a sterile water, sometimes acidic solution, um, which I also get from like my urologist or home health nurse. Um, and then uh, I just keep it clean. I make sure I keep everything clean. I clean my site all the time. I clean my bags all the time. I make sure I use alcohol every time I change the bag from a leg bag to a bedside bag. And that's just kind of how I maintain. But like I mentioned, every time I get the catheter changed, I go through like 24 hours of like bladder spasms where I'm peeing on myself. I'm getting a little like mild AD um, and it's just really uncomfortable. So it should go away by tomorrow. But yeah, for today. How uh, often do you have to do that? So every three weeks is pretty much like I, I could stretch it to four, but three is the most like 
with four, I like near the last week, I'll notice my catheter doesn't flow as well. Usually, like like there's it's starting to block up in there from sediment. So. Yeah. And I I just want to touch. Um, you made a good point about like it's like a ritual every time you go. Um, so that's like the one thing that I didn't really feel disabled before the Foley. Like I felt like I see my doctor once a year. Like I didn't really have to do any health. Like, I, I don't get sick. Like, I felt like I was fine. And then the Foley hit me, and I was like, wow. Like, I'm really, like, restricted to what I can do now in terms of travel, in terms of, like, planning ahead, in terms of, like, I have to schedule appointments. I'm, like, fighting with insurance now. Like, I didn't really have to do that before. Um, so I like how you mentioned that it's like a process. It's not just like a one-time thing. And then you're like, Oh, I'm good for the year. Like, no, like it's, it, it really is like, you have to like adjust your schedule for this, you know? So I think that that's one thing that hit me hard. Like, I feel like it took me a couple months and I hated it. I tell my cousins like, this sucks. Like I hate it. Like I'm pissed. Like I was just angry. And then it's kind of like, well, you know what? Like I'm stuck here and it's just like everything else that comes with this injury. Like you just, I feel like I just accepted it and I was like, okay, let me find the perks. And then I went on vacation. I was like, okay, I found some perks. <laughs> so yeah, but it, it definitely is like you mentioned, like, like for me, when I go, um, I know like that day I try to like drink extra water and just like, cause like mm -hmm. it just helps your body. Like, well, for me, it just helps me like kind of get the flush the flow going i don't know if that makes sense but like so yeah, yeah i definitely drink extra water that day or i'll avoid like maybe going out that day if it's in the morning like i kind of want to stay home and you know you just you just never know and then like you mentioned also too like the four weeks i do four weeks pushing it at five um because like you mentioned like it either starts getting dirty or i just feel like my connection will pop off sometimes just because it's like I don't know what it is, but it'll just start unplugging itself. And I'm like frustrated because then it's like leaks. And so, yeah, so I normally stick to four. Um, but I've never really had to deal with the insurance side, which is kind of a hassle too, because I think I've had it for a year and they've bounced around me urology centers like four times already. So it's kind of annoying. I start getting to know one center and I start to get to know the people and I start getting comfortable. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. Your insurance is sending you somewhere else now. Um, so that's also been like, a different process that is like an adjustment well first off just want to comment on your strength and you know some awesome personality characteristics to you know see the positives and the benefits of it you know like being able to not look at the situation the change is completely negative and like hey here's some small perks and you know like uh i think that's super awesome that you do that erica so that's really cool um, and yeah, I think you like bring up an incredible point that the horrendous insurance process involved with like bladder care is absolutely heinous and unfair and probably one of the hardest parts, you know, maintaining your supply is like ensuring that you have enough, you know, if you have to make a change, you know, jumping through those hoops to figure out that process with your DME and um, it can be such a pain. And like, I know sometimes like, I have like a surplus of catheters and sometimes it seems like I have to increase my frequency of cathing because I'm dealing with infections and then I'm running out and then I'm like having a hard time getting enough from, you know, my DME. So I feel you like it's a really 
pain in the butt process dealing with the insurance dealing with the urologist and stuff i mean if you can find a good one and stick with it that's probably like the best thing you can try to do but it's really hard nowadays with insurance because yeah. they do so what you i like, actually am tomorrow i have a urology appointment with my urologist which i made almost six months ago because they're like booked for months out and I'm driving almost an hour and a half back to Northridge right by like, you know, where I was because I haven't found a good doctor out here still. So I'm still driving almost an hour and a half to go see my doctor every time I need to go see him and waiting like six months because it's hard to find good doctors like that are that know spinal yeah, cord Yeah, and, and even like the DME, I've been on the Foley for a year and I still haven't got approved for catheters. Like, isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it's insane. So I've just been like buying them off Amazon and I get so pissed every time I have to pay for them because I'm like, I shouldn't have to be paying for this. Um, but yeah, it's just like Sean mentioned, like, I feel like it's just convenient. Like, I feel like I could be on the phone for five hours with my insurance, you know, every month for this stuff. Or I could just swipe my card and pay for it later eventually you know like i don't know i just i feel like it's so frustrating that i sometimes avoid doing more stressful things because then it affects my mental health like you mentioned like i could sit and fight for each urology place i go to but i'm just like you know what like it's not worth my stress and it's not worth my time so let me just it's like a, a give and take like sometimes i i'll stand my ground and i'll push but sometimes i'm just not in the mood for it and it's okay too like it's okay to just be like you know what like i'll just take a loss this month and next month if i'm feeling a little more motivated then i'll go ahead and push you know <laughs> i feel you 1000 percent on that statement sometimes and i mean i always try to fight the good fight uh because i like it same as you like it just pisses me off when i feel like i have a right to some things and yeah. you know like I push back on it um but sometimes i'm just absolutely too tired to do it i'm like you know whatever i gotta just you know make do you know like try to figure this out in a couple weeks you know just figure it out this month and you know move on um so it's cool to know that there are others out there that you know feel that sometimes too and i'm sure you know we're not alone either that there are a lot of people um that go through that struggle if you don't mind me asking though erica who is your dme right now for your catheter stuff um, so right now, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I just went to go see my doctor about a month ago because of that. Like, apparently, so I've only been injured three years. And I didn't know that like, after your two years, they kick you off Medi-Cal and they start you with like Medicare, Medi-Cal, uh -huh. something like weird like that. So I basically was at my urology appointment. and She was like, Oh, your insurance changed. And I was like, No one told me I was like, what do you mean? Like, this doesn't work and she's like no like you should be getting a card in the mail but like we don't work with that insurance so um you're just gonna have to wait go see your doctor so then um i went to go see my primary and she like fixed everything she sent me to urology center in san Bernardino, and it's been three months and they haven't called me back for an appointment so i'm like at this point i would be dead like with a massive infection you know so um I feel like there are ways to like escape the system though because I'm very petty and I bought flushes and I know how to take my own catheter out. So I just take it out and then I go to the ER and I'm like, oh, it fell out. Can you put it back in? And they'll put it back in. And then I'm like, good for, you know, whatever. So I've been doing that for the past like four times. They're sick of me already, but I'm like, I don't have a urologist at this point. 
I'm waiting. So my um, provider is supposed to refer me to like a new urology center in my area, but it's been two weeks. So I think I'm going to have to do that again next month and just go to the ER. But it's funny, some of the nurses know me already and they're like, it fell out. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it didn't, I took it out. But if I say I took it out, then I get in trouble. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. it fell out. And then they're like, okay. <laughs> well, it's oh, crazy that's... that you have to go to the ER for that stuff, Erica. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. that just seems like totally wild to me. Um, you know, I'm wondering if, um, you know, maybe shout out our sponsors. Someone over at Urology Professionals um, can look at your insurance situation and uh, get the DME side of things, um, you know, helping facilitate some of the supplies stuff. I mean, I know um, I mean, you could just maybe talk to Dean and have their insurance person take a look. I can message Dean for you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Unfortunately, unfortunately they don't take many, many. Oh, okay. And, but, you know, if you have to buy America, we got uh, the they got the other cash side of it. So looking into getting it from urology professionals, you know, might might they might be able to cut you a deal so we can talk to. Them. Okay, yeah. yeah, my insurance changed again. So I don't know what I have now. I don't have many, okay. many anymore because I was like, I okay. don't want it. Apparently no one takes it. Um, so I <laughs> went ahead and switched, but I don't know what they gave me now. Um, so thanks, but that might actually work with them. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, it's been like quite a journey. And like I mentioned, like before, I never had to deal with any of this stuff. So at first it's kind of like, I felt injured all over again. Like I felt like it's like you, like you mentioned, like even something as small as like going to the restroom and having to relearn something. I feel like it's harder when you're so comfortable and used to like something else. I feel like when you're first injured, honestly, whatever they would have gave me, I would have been like, okay. I like this is this is cool you know like this works but then once once you get used to like one way and then it's like oh scratch that like we have something totally new for you and you don't have any other options it's kind of like I feel like it's it, it it's it kind of sucks more because um, every time I go do this stuff I'm like wow like maybe if I wouldn't have got my vaccine like you know you start thinking stuff but um yeah, yeah definitely it's well, it's really, you know, a big fault of the healthcare system because, I don't know, it just sounds like you're in a category where, like, you didn't have to deal with the catheter stuff initially. So they maybe, like, put you in a category of spinal cord injury, like, where, you know, you weren't approved for the catheter supplies. Like, and it seems like you're still getting pushback on it because it's just not an understanding that things change, you know, especially, like, in the first few years of the injury. I mean, your body's constantly changing it. I mean all throughout the injury like i had to change my catheter routine you know 12 years after i had been doing it one way for a long time and i mean it was a year long transition so when i was like comfortable like doing you know my stuff again and figure out my routine and stuff and i mean it was not like maybe even longer um like i'm not exaggerating about that time because I mean, it's just a few months learning the new process. And then once you learn the process, fine tuning it and figure out the routine. And then you get the setbacks or the infections and, you know, like these hiccups and having to troubleshoot all that stuff. Like it's a huge, huge transition and can be a lot, a lot of change. So, you know, I really uh, hear what you're saying when you talk about that. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, and I definitely think these conversations are needed because before this, I don't think, I mean, as a able-bodied, you don't ask people, how do you pee? Like, you know, but I feel like 
in in the SEI world, I feel like these things are so important because like even just having this conversation now I'm learning about, you know, different ways or even different insurances or different, you know, and then it's nice to know, like, obviously you mentioned you went through it as well. And I've that things change and like, it's okay to, um, you don't feel as alone, you know? So you, you feel like your, your feelings feel validated. Like I, when I was angry, I'm like, okay, I have a right to be angry. Like, it's not just, don't be angry, get over it. You know, like, no, like you have a right to be angry and you have a right to be frustrated and that's okay too. So I feel like that's so great about the SCI world. I feel like probably more open than a regular human being but i feel like it's very much needed and i feel like everyone can learn from it so definitely i'm glad to have this conversation absolutely really appreciate you being on here and sharing your story and everything you're going through erica uh, because i'm sure there are others who are facing similar stuff Um, but what were you going to say bobby yeah you know a couple things in you know one thing with insurances nothing's going to get done unless you're just going to be a pain in the ass to the insurance company or to whoever that referral is going to be. You know, one thing that, you know, I've done in the past when I needed an answer and I didn't need it, I need it now and I don't need it in two weeks or a month. So what I do is I set my alarm every day and I'm going to call. It's, you know, it's Monday. Do you know anything that's going on? I'm still sitting here with no idea who my new urologist is. Tuesday, once again, it's me. I need to know. I still haven't heard from anybody. And I'm going to call every day until you tell me or until I have an appointment. So you you got as much as a pain in the ass because we have so much uh, more better things to do than sit here every day and call. But this is how things are going to get done, especially with insurance companies. They could give it a rat's ass if you're waiting two weeks, you know, but they're going to give a rat's ass if you're calling them every day and you're talking to them and you're talking to them and saying, can I get your name and extension? I want your name and extension. And then you find out how many different people you're going to talk to. And then you finally get to a supervisor. Now I've talked to Susan, Karen, you know, Frank and Julie every day, this whole, you know, two weeks and still nothing's happened. I need progress. And that's how you get it done. You know, it sucks that we have to do this in this world. But that's how it happens. One small note on that, Bobby. Um, I It's different for every insurance company. And I don't know the specifics for, especially like MediMedi. Sure. Um, for my insurance, I have a private insurance. I have Blue Shield. Uh, I recently got a, and I have had them in the past. Um, but they For Blue Shield, they're called care managers. Uh, sometimes they're just like case managers. I've had for like my intermediary medical, you know, my local medical group or whatever. Um, but if you can call their, you know, customer service line and see if they have like a care management service or, you know, case management service, and you can get assigned to someone that can look at you, you, your case, you specifically, your needs, and then help navigate some of this stuff. I don't know. It's a process I recently went through in my insurance blue shield. And once I got assigned to case manager, I don't know, it was just like someone on the insurance side that was on my team that helped me navigate this stuff. I was still doing a lot of legwork, making the calls and facilitating my care. But if I ran into it, I could call my girl Sam and be she'd be like, yeah, I'll give them a call too. And as soon as they get a call from the insurance company, they would call me back and be like, nope, you're good. You know, we got this figured out. Um, but I did just want to shout out that service. I know most insurance companies have it. I 
know that some of them don't. But um, yeah, if you are, that's the only thing put, about some of those Medicare Medi-Cal things. They don't. Yeah. So I'm just I'm telling people also this this also goes in the line if it's not urology supplies, it could be your wheelchair that they're like, I don't know what's going on with my new wheelchair. I've been waiting six months. and I'm like, so have you called? And 50 percent of the time I hear people like, yeah, I called once or twice. And I'm like, really? Call every day, man. Get them, you know, to figure out what is going on with your new chair. You know, it just, you know, when we want to get things done, we have to. And I know, Erica, trust me, you got so much more things to do than call every day. And I'm sure there's another headache and we hate going through is through this. But man, if you really want to make an impact, just set your alarm, you know, see if you can get a quick direct number. Sometimes you, you can't. Yes, I think I had to do something. Some transaction yesterday, and it took an hour and ten minutes on hold, and I'm just like, "Jeez, this is crazy." Yeah, yeah. and just a quick note because um, I actually have to run, but yeah. I definitely agree. I think that part of it too is uh, sometimes I just get frustrated. Like I don't need to be doing this. Like it should not be my responsibility. Like that's what you get paid for, like to make sure I'm okay, you know? And so part part of like the internal conflict is like, no, I'm not going to waste my time doing this, you know? But then also it's like, well, I'm not going to get anything done if I don't waste my time dealing with them. So it just goes in a circle. It honestly just depends like what mood I'm in. If I'm like in a patient calm mood i'm like okay on the on the line waiting for 45 minutes while i do other things not that bad and then other days where i'm just like not having it i'm like five minutes waiting and i'm like okay i'm done like i'm gonna go do something else like this is ridiculous you know so it really just depends it also depends like i feel like the person you speak with because even just like now my experiences like with my doctor like i love her but her staff sometimes gets on my nerves <laughs> so i think it's like it's really difficult like finding good people or a facility that has like all all people that are like well managed or like i've been to the hospital a lot of times because of this belief just for the er just to get it swapped out like i mentioned earlier and like Sometimes I get nurses who are a delight and they don't ask me anything about my injury because it has nothing to do with getting my fully changed. And then I have other ones that are like, well, I seen your notes that you were stabbed. Like, how long ago was that? I'm like, well, if you're looking at my notes, first of all, you're not supposed to be in there. And second of all, it's none of your freaking business. Like, <laughs> so I just think it really depends on also the person because I have gotten some calls like, uh, regarding insurance where they're like yeah of course like my name is you know Elizabeth or whatever and we'll give you a call tomorrow and they will they will actually follow up and they're really nice and then I get some they're like well I don't know um, that's not our department uh, like they just like beat around the bush so I think it also depends like if I feel like the person is like willing to help me then I'm like okay it's worth being on the phone they're actually gonna get something done or like they they seem helpful and then if I just feel like they're beating me around the bush I'm like you know what I'm gonna go have dinner or go do something else instead so it's yeah. definitely an internal conflict that I feel like as a personal goal I do need to get a little better at because I mean it's my first year dealing with all this so I kind of am lazy um in that aspect so I feel like I've gotten better for sure but I'm not to the point yet where I you know can tolerate being on the phone for so long or because I, I feel like it's a disregard to me like I'm a human I'm important like 
you know, you, you should want to help me. I don't know. I feel like you should want to give your best at all times, regardless of who you are, or what my injury is, or how long I've been in my chair. So definitely it's an internal conflict, and I definitely need to work on that. But yes, you're right. Nothing's going to get done if you're not persistent, which I've definitely learned with this injury. So yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. that goes with catheters, wheelchairs, cushions, everything yeah. above. <laughs> You know, also like being an adult, like the buck always stops with, you know, the individual. Um, you know, we are at the end of our day, our best advocates. Uh, if we're lucky enough to have, you know, some people supporting us on our team, uh, you know, like that's awesome. But, you know, the, the buck really does stop with the individual. And, you know, it is um, up to the individual to manage their care effectively and to advocate and represent for themselves. And, you know, it's an unfair um shake that we all were handed uh, you know having to deal with some of this stuff but you know it's our responsibility and you know you got we got to deal with it we got to do it yep exactly. well i'll leave you guys to continue the conversation but it was great to be on here thanks for having me uh, okay. thanks for all your wonderful tips i will definitely put them into effect soon so thank you and, so much uh, erica we appreciate you being on here you know, it was just uh, short time we really appreciate you sharing all that you did it was a uh, super awesome and uh hopefully uh hopeful to some people out there so appreciate it yes bye good luck erica bye erica thanks yeah. again you know one thing i do want to say you know what she was talking about i this is one of my favorite sayings is you know always having this weird there's 10 things that sucks about one thing but then it can be 10 things that make it great you know, uh, a positive thing. So that goes like with a wheelchair when somebody goes, hey, what about air air tires versus uh, versus solid tires? Well, solid tires, you don't get a flat. The positive is, or that's the positive. The negative, you can't. But the positive about air tires is that, you know, you get a better ride yeah. and you get, you know, but the negative is you have to pump them up all the time. And that goes with, you know, anything you choose with your bladder care. And wearing a leg bag versus cathing, you know, like Sean and I, you know, we wear leg bags and it is awesome. She said something in the sense that, uh, you know, oh, it's great. You're on the road. And if you have somebody that's right there, they can empty your bag just right there while you're still on the road and you can go anywhere you want. You don't have to go to some disgusting bathroom, especially when you're at a concert. You're like, oh, there's a bush over there. I'm going to go try that, you know, so you don't have to wait in the lines there's always a negative and a positive to everything that you choose. If it's doing it with your bladder, doing it with your bowel program, doing it with your wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now that it's uh, just the boys, I uh, just, just wanted to say for these last like 20 minutes or so, if anybody in the chat um, does have any questions or anything we, specific, I was actually going to go back through. We, we have gotten a few yeah, we questions. Have a we have a ton of questions. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll start going through. Uh, one of the older ones was uh, Bobby or I can answer. Uh, oops, that's not the. Um, yeah. Govita super changes her super pubic every six weeks and asks if this is okay. Um, I know a lot of people that do that and it's totally fine. It depends on your sediment and your body. Um, another thing is, I didn't mention before. I can only use latex catheters because the silicone, even silicone coated, irritate my bladder for some reason. I don't think I'm not allergic, but they're more rigid and I just haven't found one that works for me. Um, 
So the latex wears out faster is another thing. So those going six weeks on one of those is a lot harder, but if you're using silicone, I'm pretty sure they last that long easily. Bobby, you want to chime so in? So I, yeah, I, you know, I started that way every six months or every six weeks. I actually, sometimes it, in my young days, it got, it got to eight weeks, it got, you know, maybe even nine, you know, I'm just like, oh crap, when's the last time I did this? So, and that's when I really had a healthy, healthy, healthy bladder, no, never had UTIs, never nothing. And, you know, I finally, I just said, you know, you're an adult. I, I think it was just shortly after I got married because my tube plugged. And I was down at the time she was my girlfriend and I was at her house and I didn't have a catheter with me. And thank God she worked at a hospital and for uh, surgeons and the office next door was a urologist. So she <laughs> called them up, went over there, grabbed the super, grabbed the catheter, came back. I mean, it was a mess because I got pee everywhere, disro, you know, but we got it taken care of. And from then on, I just said, okay, never going anywhere without a super pubic in my car or a catheter in my car. And I'm never going to go longer than four weeks. The last few years, because of UTIs uh, uh, and other stuff, I started going to every two weeks. And ever since I went to every two weeks, it's like, boom, I'm great. Never catheter doesn't clog. Uh, don't have UTIs like I used to. And also I do a sterile technique. So we get the sterile gloves out. We get the yeah. Benadine, the whole nine yards and make sure everything's sterile and don't have a problem anymore. And it's nice. every two weeks for me. Oops. Wrong one. Yeah. That's yeah, a... you know, yeah. Hip crib just said, you know, I, every two weeks. Do you have any, and I'm a 20 you, French. Do you have any issues? Oh, I use a 24 French also. I went bigger just because of the sediment. I got a big Man, set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, that it's a big not the biggest you can go. No. I think it is the biggest you can get. Uh, so yeah, 24. Like my buddy Jeff. Um, and uh, I was gonna say, so you don't have any um, AD or discomfort when they do the change when you do your change. Uh, just I practically almost. I do it almost myself because, you know, I I guide it in and then just barely touch it out. About the only time I ever have an AD problem for that half an hour to maybe two hours after a change is when it gets stuck down in there for whatever reason it there might have been a little bit of dried up blood at the very top and it's trying to come out so that's the only time but not like what you go through John. dang it keep it in the wrong one you know what one of the nurses told me actually sometimes why it doesn't flow right away or why it can feel blocked up um it could be a blood thing but also she said sometimes the lube when they put like, cause they lube it. So the lube clogs the holes. And when they put it in, sometimes it like kind of will like set settle into it. And it takes a minute for that to like loosen back up and break the hole yeah. open again. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So I that's don't, what one of the nurses told me. I don't use, so I don't use that much lube. I and I don't get the tip. So I don't want that. Really? I don't want that covering. Yeah. Interesting. You know, okay, because, that's, I didn't know that. I did, Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe I, I should try very that. slow and yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, okay. So we also had a question um, from Arrowhead. Do you guys think urodynamic tests are important? Um, Tom, I would do you say, have any? I've done urodynamics several times and I'm trying to get it done 
uh, now. Um, because I think I need it just to figure out if things are emptying completely. And, you know, like I just haven't had it done in a decade. Um, so things change in that time uh, enough that I'm worried. Like I've been experiencing, you know, issues with infections and, you know, like I just had this bladder stone thing. So I'm just afraid that maybe things aren't emptying the way that they were or, you know, something has changed and your dynamics will definitely tell you that. And if anybody isn't familiar with Eurodynamics is, it's basically like a test. You go into a hospital, they uh, empty your bladder completely. They fill you up with uh, some solution and then have you catheterized again. And, you know, um, they see if all the solution came out. It's just to like test the efficacy of your bladder and to see if, you know, you're emptying completely because uh, a big cause of infections is just not draining completely. I would say it's important earlier on in your injury um, or if you're having problems, if you are getting some strange bladder symptoms, it might be uh, useful to go and do it. But outside of that, you know, I wouldn't say it's a regular thing that you got to do because uh, generally once you get it figured out and you figure out how your bladder's working, it'll stay that way for a while. I'm not saying things can't change because they just recently did for me a little bit, but um, I don't think it's, like uh, an annual thing you have to do personally but i did do it annually for probably like four or five years really i don't know that i've ever gotten one of those done <laughs> yeah. i don't i i think i got one done if i couldn't even tell you what the test was or or what the results were or anything like like that so i mean i i think it more goes for those who are cathing Maybe someone like you, Tom, if make, making sure that you're emptying out. Um, yet I don't know yeah. as much as you have what we, Sean and I have with the super pubic. And it seems like a lot of people in our chat, which is pretty cool, a lot of them have it, give them good tips. And uh, um, so, and also Mason's asking me real quick, what catheters do I use? I use the the barb, uh, Bard, uh, but I use the, oh, what's that called? Now it just... I drew a blank. Uh, hydrophilic. So I use the hydrophilic catheter. So it's got a coating on there that helps uh, keep away some of the uh, bugs off it. So it doesn't collect the, uh, the bugs inside your bladder onto the catheter. Is that a silicone catheter or is it? it yeah. is, right? I, That's what I, no, I, I don't think so. No, it comes in both. It comes in both, Sean. Oh, okay. So I can get you. Yeah, but hydrophilic, a buddy of mine who he's like, I've been hurt a year and I use this hydrophilic. And I'm like, what? And I asked my doctor about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you should be using that. I'm like, how come you never asked me? She never asked me once before, like what type of cath, especially when I was going in there and getting antibiotics, like, hello, you should have like investigate how I'm. And then she didn't even know I wasn't doing sterile technique. And I'm like, am I supposed to? She's like oh yeah, you should. And I'm like, I'm learning this from other people, not you, come on. So really, this is great that we have, you know, I think we have 22 people right now. We had 26 about three minutes ago, but you know, this is where it's great that we can learn from each other. And you guys know, keep coming into that chat, telling, telling us what works for you, what doesn't work, because this is how we learn. I, I think the the urologists, the doctors, they go in there and they're like, uh, doing okay. And sometimes you're just like, uh, yeah, but 
you might have one little problem and those problems probably can be helped if you know you learn from somebody else uh, like one of us or one somebody in the chat that are giving us those good tips because they're not asking i you know i had to go in and tell my urologist i'm not doing that should i and she's like uh yeah that would be much better for you yeah like i can't believe you know probably like very similar experience where i mean when and i'll try to keep this as succinct as possible but like i was intermittent cathing through my urethra for like initially my injury and i was injured when i was four so i guess it was probably until i was about 13 or yeah 13 years old i was doing intermittently through my urethra and that meant usually get out of my chair sometimes we could do it in my chair but I always required assistance and it was a pain in the butt uh, to say the least. But um, when I hit puberty, uh, my prostate grew in size and what can happen with straight catheters is it can cause that irritation and um, cause problems just getting the catheter in. Um, and I was dealing with that issue for two years, going to the ER constantly. I was never able to enter my bladder. I was just having issues getting the catheter in constantly. Uh, I was tearing up my urethra. I was like having really major issues. And I was seeing a pediatric urologist um, at the time. And we were like trying to just go to different doctors, you know, see different specialists and stuff. And I went to one at UCSF. I went to see this guy, doc, uh, Dr. Baskin. And I mean, he walked in. I, we, he looked at my notes. He was like, you just need this type of catheter. It was called a coup de tip catheter. And it's just basically a curved tip catheter that helps circumvent, you know, like the prostate or whatever. Um, that can cause an issue with a straight cath. And it was like just literally two years of suffering. And the guy was like, in two minutes, was like, yep, just help me cath. Like, did it. And that was like, my life was like changed in those two minutes and it, i was just seeing the wrong doctor i was seeing a pediatric urologist who didn't understand you know the changes that my body was going through and you know possibly like what could have been causing the issues um and i also just want to touch on now i don't catheterize through my urethra anymore intermittently um that same doctor convinced me to get this procedure uh, i believe it's called a metrophenoff procedure yep. um, but basically what i got was a a port put into my abdomen is called a urostomy and they use some small intestine tissue to um, build it and I had to get a bladder augmentation this can happen if you're injured in your adolescence uh, I had a neurogenic bladder which basically meant it never grew to the proper size and I think it's a side effect of paralysis um, like occurring in my adolescence and I had to get this bladder augmentation surgery to increase the size of my bladder um, regardless. So I had to go in for a pretty big surgery. That was like the other part of what was causing me issues is I just had a tiny bladder that can only hold like 150 cc's. And I was like a teenager drinking way too much and it was causing major issues. So since I had to go in for this augmentation, he convinced me to do this urostomy thing because it wasn't really feasible for me to straight cat through my urethra. Um, to pull my pants down far enough to figure that out with the lack of fine motor control, you know, that part was really big issue. And I was trying to figure it out at that time, how to independently cath. And he offered to do this cool surgery to get this port put into my abdomen, which it almost looks like a second belly button. It's hardly noticeable. It's right next to my belly button. Um, 
and I, it supports my bladder that I catheterize through. It's nothing indwelling. This is the catheter kit that I use. It's a uh, coloplast, just uh, straight cath, you know, push the catheter out, um, you know, put it in my bladder, drains into the bag, super quick, super easy. Takes me, you know, just a couple of minutes. And that changed my life. Like that surgery was something else. Not only did I have a bigger bladder, which meant I wasn't getting constant infections and having to pee every 90 minutes, but I was able to do it effectively on my own. And it did take me a little while to start doing it on my own. Um, I was just having a hard time <clears throat> facing, you know, like it was just tough for me to like Catholic the first couple of times through that thing. And it just felt weird. Like I always had to have my mom help me turn my head away and not look at it. Um, but once I was able to overcome that, uh, which after a month of having it, my mom was like, all right, you got this thing to do for yourself. Like, I'm not doing it for you. Like you can either sit there and discomfort a cat. And I'm like, all right, I'll try to figure it out. Um, and I did, and I really changed my life, uh, being able to manage it independently, to be able to go out in public, keep a couple of those in my bag, just pop into the bathroom, cath, you know, five minutes in and out, no problem. Uh, I do have to cat, you know, regularly intermittently, which means, you know, every three to six hours. And uh, I can push that sometimes if I know I'm going to be out and about, maybe don't have the freedom to hop to a bathroom or something. I can just make sure to drink a little less and buy myself an extra hour or two. But that's also, you know, risking bacteria growing and infections starting. So I really do try to keep like that, you know, every three to five hours uh, pretty religiously. And my it's a blessing and a curse but my bladder is mega ultra sensitive um to anything so when it starts to get full like i do get the body warnings like i get this tingly feeling up through my body i get a little clammy sometimes if it starts to get really full uh, and like the early ad symptoms and like my ad will hit like a semi-truck if i don't take care of it like it'll get real serious real fast um now that can be a pain uh, sometimes if I'm dealing with UTIs or bladder discomfort, but it's also the greatest thing in the world knowing like when I got to go pee and when I don't, uh, you know, like that can't put a price on that, honestly, uh, you know, having that warning system and, you know, being able to know like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, so, and I don't know what it feels like for a normal person when they like feel like they got to go pee, but that's how the feelings manifest for me. Uh, I mean, I never had that. Like, I don't remember before I was injured what it felt like to have a full bladder. So I just kind of like learned to pay attention to the side effects that like my body gives me when my bladder does start to get full. <laughs> but for any intermittent you know, cat, uh, shout out. <laughs> much uh, as much as AD is uh, a pain in the ass to be in disro for two to five hours, whatever hour, however long it is. You know, it is a great thing too to know that hey, something's not going right. You know, the yep. for two weeks I was like, man, what is going, what is going on with you know my AD? You know, I, it would like come hard and then then just all of a sudden gone. And I'm not, you know, I would do a pressure release. I look at my cath, like everything. I tried everything, and finally I just really took a look at my cushion, and I have these. I use a, it's by Autobach, but a cushion that has six like gel foam balls inside there. One of them was bad. And I'm like, oh, so I put a new one in there. Bam, done. No more AD. 
And yeah. you knowing that maybe that could have been, you know, another couple of weeks that could have, if I didn't have AD, I could have yeah. had a pressure sore or something like that. So it is a, it is a pain in the ass. I do have to give a shout out to Ben, man. You're cracking me up today. Love that uh, you put your stuff in mud so you can build up that immune system. And I do have a funny story. There was a guy is lived in Santa Barbara. His name was Dave, and he keep he kept his catheter in his sock. And then when the grossest thing, I but I swear to God. Every time he was about to go to the restroom, he would pull his catheter out of his sock and lick it and go, I'm going to take a piss. And I'm just That's like, Harley, dude. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some so, people are pretty um, no, hardcore. That's hardcore. Not but, recommended um, for anybody out there who might be considering that. Not recommended. I, I mean, I'm not a medical professional, but I feel okay. Maybe I definitely not. don't recommend that stuff, but I do somewhat agree with the fact of like, it is okay to get a little bit of bacteria, dirt, like, like when we were kids, we like, my immune system is pretty strong, I think. I grew up playing in the dirt and eating, it's like nasty stuff, drinking out of the hose, all that stuff, like, to, like, I don't know, uh, but I would not put my catheter in that. So, yeah. I don't know, like, if you're doing any kind of intermittent cat thing, it's impossible. I don't know. It's not impossible, but I feel like for a quad, it's close to impossible to completely maintain a sterile field. Like, my cat kits come with iodine and gloves and the whole deal um, to maintain that sterile field. I don't use any of it. I have my caregiver, like, shuck all that stuff, and I try to find someone I can give it to, or otherwise I get rid of it. Um, because I don't use it. I don't need to use it. I'm not going to crack iodine and risk my clothes and everything every time I have to intermingle a cat because it's simply not convenient. Like, it, it'd be too much work. It'd be too hard. Uh, at that point, I probably would need some help. Um, now, I do cat every three to six hours. Um, wash my hands. It's something, like, I always make sure to try to do because um, I think that's important. But, you know, if my catheter brushes up against my clothes or you know, like my t-shirt or something like I'm, I don't freak out and like, you know, throw the bag away and have to like change the whole deal. Like I just go with the flow and I don't generally struggle with UTIs. They pop up from time to time. Um, but it's, I, it's important to not put Nazi stuff in your bladder, but also at the same time, your bladder is housing a bunch of bacteria. Like it's a filter for all the, you know, stuff your body's trying to get rid of. So, you know, a little bit's okay. It's just not letting the bacteria colonies take hold and grow. Yeah. And, you know, we could talk about a little bit like demonos and, you know, some other things. Like I flush my bladder in the morning. Um, like I do a bladder irrigation. Now that's for two reasons. The small intestine tissue that I have um, that makes my bladder larger, it produces mucus, which I have to get out because um, that will cause stones and other issues. But also like flushing it every morning I uh, gets any bacteria colonies that like could possibly be in there out. Um, and I think the regular irrigation is a benefit, at least for me. I know people that never do it. Some people that do it religiously, it's just very dependent on the individual, I think. What do you guys think? So I used to irrigate all the time, like every other day pretty much and flush. Um, 
And then on one of our, we had a guest nurse on one of our support groups for Triumph, who was like a 30-year charge nurse for a rehab center or whatever. Nurse Kathy, I think her name was. She's like, you know, retired now, but worked on a rehab floor for like 30 years. Um, and she swore you didn't want to do like any flushing or anything. But she also had like crazy claims. Like she said the proper way to do it was to like have a leg bag that your bed bag attaches to so you never detach like from the catheter it's always a sterile closed system like it was very unrealistic so i just i know that there's i don't know there's you know everybody has a what works for them and a pain like i don't know so i was just like well, for, ben, for ben he uh flushes his out with whiskey so that's you know <laughs> hey if you gotta do it you gotta do something no uh, <laughs> you know uh, i ben, think if you have a if you have a lot of sediment build up, it might not be a bad idea to talk to your urologist. It's, you know, everybody's different. Um, if I if I really want AD, you know, I, 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 I flush mine from time to time. And that's, you know, usually when I have a UTI and I'm the reason why I'm not a big fan of it, it just, you can put too much, you can force something that might hurt your bladder. Um, you just really have to talk to your doctor. To me, it just, it gives me an instant headache. And, you know, even if I go just a little bit, just, uh, you know, but I do do it every once in a while when I have a lot of sediment for a couple weeks. So I'm not saying I don't do it, but um, I do do it. Also, there was a great question, you know, can your diet affect your bladder? And I mean, everybody's saying absolutely, you know, and that's, you know, and they said it right, you know, the sugars, um, also, you know, drinking alcohol can affect your bladder. Um, certain, um, yeah, you know, definitely your diet, the better diet you have, the better your whole body is just going to be your skin, your bladder, your bowels. It's just endless about diet and diet, you know, of, of what sugars and, you know, especially the bad sugars that can, you know, just really take effect on us. Yeah. Um... The cranberry is obviously like one of the most famous ones. Um, you can do the same thing with like some cranberry extracts and things like that. But the big thing that you're really looking for is this um, molecule, it's called D-monos. Um, and that's like what's present a lot in uh, cranberry, but you can also get D-monos supplements and take like the pills and the powder. Um, now I know some people that have had great success with that they do it religiously like that's just part of their routine that they maintain um i personally uh, i do cranberry sometimes when i'm struggling and just want to curate a good environment for my bladder but what that stuff does is it just doesn't allow the bacteria that commonly causes infections to exist um because it, it I, exactly i don't know what it does but i know that it doesn't allow that certain like uh, bacteria to exist when the demonus is present in your bladder. Um, so something worth talking to your doctor about, possibly. Um, and I know it works really great for some people. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, that extra stuff, cranberry pills, cranberry juice, maybe as long as it's water though, a little H2 flow. I got a vitamin pack in here right now, but you can't drink enough water for real. like. Yep. That's yeah. seriously, also, seriously my, every urologist, every good urologist I've had, if you feel bladder infection coming on, drink like a fish 
force yourself to, if you can manage it, drink as much as you can for the next two or three days. Even if you got a cat every 45 minutes or an hour, it like, it's just flushing it naturally. And it's just your bladder. You're just drinking water and cat and, and you can do electrolytes to help, you know, like the um, stuff flow in your bladder and really, you know, fill you up. So when you do cat, you know, you're getting a nice, you know, flush of everything. But I found that is probably the best, simplest, easiest way to maintain bladder health, especially if you feel something coming on, um, is to just drink as much water as you can. And it can be hard yeah, as a pod, let me tell you. I hate water. No, yeah, I, I drink a ton of water, but I have more issues with UTIs in the winter when the cold when it hits colder months because when it's colder i'm not so quick to grab my water and drink like huge drinks of water especially if it's cold like i don't even like cold water really in the winter it's too cold for me i need it to be room temperature um sure. but like in the summer That's i'm pushing my bladder constantly because i'm like <laughs> drinking water because i'm hot Trump. all the time get get the hydro flask and you can put in hot water warm water i, I even now in the summertime 90% of the time I'm still drinking that warm and hot water. It just makes, it helps me drink all year long. So just, uh, you know, some, something to think about. Cause that's, I used to have that same problem too. You know, during the winter, I wouldn't drink as much, but, um, it, it's also one of the best helps. ways to maintain your temperature is like from the inside out. Like when I'm hot, I'll eat ice chips and it'll cool my yeah. body down when I'm cold, hot cup of tea. And, you know, like sit over that steam and, suck that hot water down oh it really does make a big difference yeah yeah no, it definitely yeah, i wanted does. to uh, just touch on something real quick mason asked you know what is the sterile yeah i was actually gonna try to get and, to that too and and, and ben ben said it you know it's you know using the sterile gloves but you can get all that in a kit so you whatever wherever you get your catheters you can get it in a kit so in the kit it's got the sterile gloves and then it has the sterile, like, uh, I don't know, sheets that where you can use the Benadine and, yep. you know, make sure that everything's clean around. Uh, and just, you know, just another way to, you know, to uh, make sure you have a clean environment, a sterile And the kit comes with gloves, too. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're sterile gloves. To get on, so. <laughs> Which is another important thing about that is don't have whoever's doing it for you because unless you're doing it yourself don't open the gloves up first and put them on and start handling everything you like you actually want to i mean get everything out to, that's not sterile and then put the gloves on and start doing your sterile insert right. like everything it's yeah because i've seen i've had nurses come and they just throw the sterile gloves on and like open the kit with their sterile gloves on like open yeah, or open the, like, open the outside of the catheter, you know, and they're like pulling it out and doing all this stuff and like doing the lube then and stuff like with those on. And I'm like, no, you should have done that like after. I don't know. That's just my. Uh... <laughs> and, and I know like a couple of the guys in the chat said, hey, you know, try to build up your immune system by, you know, maybe not being so uh, sterile. And it worked well for me for the first 25 years. And then all of a sudden it caught up to me and it was just like. Ugh. Now, now I have to be sterile and it works a lot better. So everybody's different. I, I am a believer in, you know, trying to let your body fight a lot of stuff, especially with a UTI. I know when you get a UTI, the first thing is you've got to call your doctor. You want antibiotics. See if you can fight it sometimes because yeah. if your body can fight those UTIs, it's going to work better naturally. And in the long run that you're not going to run out of those antibiotics. 
So what my doctor will do now is she's like, okay, let's treat the symptoms, not the results. How are you feeling? Is it really bad? You know, so really I just keep a log and just like, okay, yeah, my, I don't have a fever, but I feel like crap. She's like, okay, just keep down in the water, keep down in the water. Let's not put you on anything. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's definitely my urologist's advice too. They basically tell me like, unless it's fully colonized and like, and I'm feeling feverish and have chills and stuff, they are going to recommend not taking antibiotics just yet. They're going to, same thing, flush, try to get it out yourself. Because that's where your immune system will weaken is if you're constantly taking immune antibiotics, um, you're going to build immunities to those um, or build tolerances to them. Yeah, yeah. so that's ahead, like Tom, the big worry is that your body grows, you know, um, like doesn't fight against the antibiotics. Like the antibiotics won't do their job um, if you take them too much. Um, they won't be as effective, you know, against that same kind of bacteria the second time or the third time or the fourth time. And unfortunately, like they just give you the gnarliest, like heaviest antibiotics, like Cipro or whatever the, you know, heck that just, you know, they throw the book at it and it's supposed to just take it out. But it's also killing all the good bacteria that, you know, exists in your um, bowels too, which, I mean, this is honestly why back, uh, antibiotics are always the last resort for me is because like getting my bowel like routine back after a round of antibiotics is such a pain in the ass. Like, I mean, it just, it makes my body suffer. Like my bowel program stops working. If I got to get on a round of antibiotics, like I start having accidents and then it usually takes a few weeks to get back to my normal routine and to, you know, take enough probiotics to like help my body naturally replace all that stuff that I just slaughtered um, by trying to get the bad bacteria away. Um, so that's my big problem with the antibiotics, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I still do them if I need to, you know. Uh, we actually yeah. had you know, a question from Mason earlier about um, what do you guys know about bladder irrigation with antibiotic, uh, what's that say, gentamicin? I don't even, I'm not sure. Gentamicin. Gent gentamicin. Do you guys know anything about yeah. that? Because I personally don't. So. <laughs> no. Do not want to comment. That's out there, but I've never done it. I've heard of it. Um, I know it's like an extreme treatment for people really struggling. Um, I, I know it's not a common thing. Um, so any further information, probably do some Googling and definitely talk to your doctor about that. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Cause I, I, per, yeah, I definitely don't know anything about that. So. <laughs> and you know, um, when I, I always feel like I want to say this too, when I hear again, my bladder, I don't use saline solution. This sounds crazy. Maybe people think it is crazy, but I just use water out of the tap. Uh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Bobby, like, why? Sorry. <laughs> I, I just... Oh, man. Tom, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, I, and I, I, you know what? So my young days, I'd be like, like, I was my young days, like, and yeah. it's completely okay. So, <laughs> I don't know, Bobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might tell people this, they like think I'm the craziest person in the world. They're like, what are you doing putting LA oh, water man. in the bladder and flushing the corn? Uh, but it's the life I live. I gotta, you know, I gotta tell it like it is. <laughs> but saline solution is probably the preferred, some sterile contained saline solution is probably the 
route you um, want to go if you want to start doing regular irrigations. Um, I, again, thank you for putting that I, I was in. Gonna say, at least throw some arrowhead water or something in there. Get purified. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the tap, man. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, you know, again, I do the. Ben, this, ben, ben, this is hardcore. Man, now you got hardcore right here. Uh, uh, Stop it. Um, so the reason that I, we do the tap instead of the saline is because I have to do it every day. And again, like, I don't know, it just had trouble getting it approved by the insurance or whatever. And I was told by my urologist that it was okay. And it's to just flush the mucus out of my bladder and not to prevent bacteria colonies. Um, now, again, thinking about it and hearing the reaction of these guys, um, you know, I could possibly be introducing some things into my bladder, but the idea is that nothing is staying in my bladder, you know, I'm flushing it out right away. Um, but you know, we, we out here living, you guys, <laughs> that's some crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, no, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, it, you crack me. And <laughs> it's real life stuff. Like you said, it's hard to get sa sterile, like saline, like to do that every single day to be flushing it all the time. Um, so sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, um, you got what you got to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious. Like, I, I want to honestly get like a water sample, like from my tap, and like take take it and get like some tests ran on it to see what is actually in that water outside of the possible heavy metals that you know are floating around there from the hundred year old piping system that we use here in LA. But. Uh, hey Tom, why don't why don't you just now put your catheter in your sock and then go from there next? You know, uh, I might I might I might be heading that direction. We'll see. I know I'll have to keep talking with Benny Boy over here and uh, hear about his crazy antics, get some ideas. Uh, I do want to apologize. I can't see the chat today. Um, if I haven't been like up on it as much because I'm on my phone. Oh man. Uh, like you are chat. missing out today. These we got the most people a lot, a lot in going. weeks. We got a yeah. puffin chat. I can't see any of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get the some in there, but it, yeah, it was going a lot. Um, oh, Zigzag Wonder asked, this might have been a while ago, but uh, asked how you spell Demonos. Um, I think it is just D-M-A-N-N-O-S-E. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's D hyphen Manos. M-A-N-N-O-S-E. I'm pretty sure. Um you can, can be, you can find it in a grocery store. Most grocery stores, Amazon, they have it. I know Sprouts yeah. has it. And yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people carry it. Um, yeah. I being the resident, I don't know if I'm the resident drinker on the pod. I used to be, uh, at least compared to you guys. Uh, but I did want to touch on what Bobby said earlier. Alcohol will definitely affect your bladder, and there is not a day that I drink now that I will not feel the effects on my bladder the next day. And I'm just talking like, I mean, I can have one drink, be okay, not notice anything. But if I have two, I'm noticing it. And if I have three, then like, I'm like struggling the next day. And it's just cause I get dehydrated. Like it just is so dehydrating to my system. It makes me pee out all my water. Like I don't replace it quick enough. Even if I try to, it seems like, and I'll still be getting like bladder spasms and just discomfort the next day. So I don't know, like, I just want anybody to know out there that might, you know, enjoy a beer or two at the end of the night, or, you know, a couple of glasses of wine and you're having trouble, take a break and see if that's having an effect because it definitely affects me. Um, 
it didn't used to as much. Now I was just younger um, and maybe not like feeling the suffering as much as I do nowadays, but I also pay a lot more attention to my body and you know, what I'm feeling. So um, just didn't want to touch on that. Alcohol is poison at the end of the day, no matter what, it's poison to your body. Uh, it might make you feel good for a little while, but eventually it's going to make you not feel good. <laughs> you know, and that, and you know, basically if you are going to intake in that, it just make sure you, you know, for every maybe beer or a glass of wine, or um, if you go that hardcore stuff, you know, make sure you drink water right after it. You know, it is, you're right, awesome. it is going to, yeah. you know, and that's, I do, I do enjoy my glasses of wine. And if I have any, then it's, I'm, it's definitely, I mean, obviously I, I know everybody can see me just drinking constantly throughout the shows and go back to any show that I'm just drinking lots of water. And especially if I have a glass of wine at the end of the day, it, it's definitely with a lot of water, you know, cause it will dehydrate you and you're totally right. You know, for those younger days when I used to drink and then wake up and then nothing's in the bag, I'd be like, no, this is not good. So and, definitely want to to drink a lot of water. So for every glass, of, if you have a, a, a 12 ounce beer, or uh, make sure you have 12 ounces of water that goes with it. And you know, I um, I still yeah. drink sometimes. Like I just went out, you know, um, this last weekend with some friends and went to a bar and had a couple cocktails and was feeling good. And I knew I was making a conscious decision to, uh, you know, maybe put my body, uh, you know, in a bit of an uncomfortable state the next day. Um, but, you know, I did try to follow up with water as much as I could at the end of the night and, you know, did the things to, you know, take care of myself afterwards. You know, it's not something you're like uh, barred from doing for the rest of your life just because, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable. But I just say this to make everybody aware, you know, just of the balance you have to maintain when deciding to go out and do those things, you know. Go out, have fun, have a good time, do your thing, but also just be aware, um, you know, the things you can do to help take care of yourself before the next day shows up and, you know, also what you might be getting into the next day regardless. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, important, dude. All this stuff is... Uh, is Ten that? comments. On the phone. Sorry, sorry if I'm like, squinting at you guys. I was just trying to read some of the tiny comments yeah. on the phone. <laughs> uh, oh yeah i know i should probably blow them up for you damn it sorry <laughs> uh, i'm trying to get so them all, some of them in there but it's so many uh <laughs> now that we're uh approaching the end we got 29 people in the uh out in here watching we really appreciate it appreciate all the activity in the chat it helps these videos out so much but that means i want to see 29 likes on this video we can't see dislikes anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. Thanks, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we I, appreciate always guys. that one person. There was always that one person. We that's it. Yeah. We always had just that one. I know somebody doesn't like one of us, so, or something that we're not not saying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we. Is out <laughs> but there now, now we don't have to see that. Uh, yeah, it but is. Uh, I also just did want to shout out if you haven't subscribed, uh, please make sure to. Um, we, uh, how many subscribers are we, are we at now, Sean? Uh, a little over 9,000. So a little over 9,000 subscribers, people. That's pretty freaking awesome. So appreciate the love. Um, do we want to shout out our sponsor one more time? 
Yeah, we can go. Uh, so our sponsors, thank our sponsors, Mobility Professionals and um, Urology Professionals, which is their catheter supply company. Uh, so Mobility Professionals is for chairs and other mobility equipment. Um, and they kind of only service the Southern California area. But Urology Professionals is a national brand for catheters. So if anybody's looking for catheter supplies, the uh, links are down below. Check them out, Instagram and their website and stuff. So, yeah, and um, you. yeah, you know, thank what you, we were yes. talking about earlier, um, running into, uh, you know, hard, people having a hard time talking to people, getting this stuff figured out. Urology pros, mobility pros, very kind, nice, awesome people that really understand um, what we're going through and uh, are there to, you know, help us figure out some of the struggles that we face day to day. So um, if you're struggling with your current DME, your current current medical supply company, give them a shout um, and let them know that Live to Roll sent you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Zigzag says Bobby's got lots of trophies in his background. Bobby is a pretty accomplished athlete. So Bobby's kind of the man. He's done a lot. <laughs> back in the, um, back in the old got, days. I, I already put this one up in here, but I'm going to highlight it again because I just like this comment from Zenu. Uh, they only drink, uh, they only flush with waters from Lake Minnetonka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. So, uh, but hey, guys but, in chat wrote today, you guys were awesome. It made this show much better than talking about the old uh, problem that we all oftentimes face, you know, with these bladder infections. So, you guys made this a fun ass show today. Keep it up. Um, Keep the comments want to shout coming. Out Celtic there it. too. He suggested the um, bladder topic coming back around. Um, and big shout out to uh, Celtic Bear, but also anybody out there that, um, you know, is looking for us to touch on a topic in more detail, in depth, even if it's one we've done before, before always happy to run it back. And um, yeah, we appreciate the input. Um, Sean and I and Bobby are always uh, working on trying to come up with new ideas for shows. So um, anything yeah, you guys have. Appreciate Especially that, that we haven't touched on. We really appreciate the ideas. And, the and we'll keep coming back to topics like this, like bowel and bladder are just so important and such a big part of our lives. Like it's just, you know, they are the most important topics kind of talk about because the hardest things we deal with pretty much. And, you know, a lot of these we could spend an hour just talking about like the specific topic. Like we could talk about super pubics for an hour. We could talk about Mitrofanov stuff for an hour. You know, if there is um, stuff that we glanced over today just because of you know, timing and how the flow of the conversation went, and you want us to run it back and go into more detail. Those are things we can absolutely do too. Um, so don't hesitate to ask if you guys want us to talk about something specific a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, yeah what an awesome way to start off December. Um, we had a really good viewership today um, yeah. and a really awesome chat, appreciate it. Yeah, you guys have been awesome today. Everybody's just been so like I haven't even been like able to keep up with everything. So if I missed your comment and we didn't get it, I'm sorry. Um, you can leave it after the video in the comments, so it'll stay on the video, and I can answer it then in the chat or like you know in the comments. Um, but I apologize if we didn't get to anything because I've been trying to keep up with them. <laughs> and um, also, you can reach out to us individually on our Instagrams too. Um, feel free to share any questions you guys might have. Um, or use any general topics or whatever. I was happy to chat um, with anybody out there from the community um, who's genuine and honest with their inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, dude. Renee shouted out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Renee, I do got a new setup going. Um, my laptop is in the shop right now. I got a new computer um, back here, but I don't have a webcam for it. So I shimmy some things around and I have this cool, awesome phone clip uh, someone awesome got for me. And uh, I'm just going off the phone today. But I'm going to keep this in mind in the future and try to get my camera set up at this angle because I like the background. I like you can see all my Zippos. I'm a Zippo collector. Um, love those flip yeah. top lighters. So I want to show off the collection. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a, that's definitely a cool background. And I know you're, you were just, we were talking about it earlier. You're working on even upgrading some of those monitors back there and stuff. So Yeah, it's a work in progress trying to figure it out. But dude, I just thought of a cool idea, Sean. Got to do a Zippo video for Instagram, dude. Playing with a flip top lighter. Maybe put a warning out there. Do not try this at home if you're a quadriplegic. But I would always like see my um, parents like light a candle or like light an incense with like a bic. And I'm guess maybe a little bit of a pyromaniac. Um, and I would always try to pick it up and like light it, but it would have a super hard time um, with the bic lighters. So my dad was like, "Oh, you need a Zippo, so you don't have to hold down the button and you can just flick it and." Light it. Now, the only dangerous thing about a Zippo is if you drop them, they stay. It doesn't late. go out. Yeah. <laughs> Small risk there. But uh, they're really I, fun. They're fun to I actually collect. learned how to light the Bic, but it's not the easiest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, no, uh, I can do it too. But ben ben asked if we're uh, if we're doing a 420 Christmas special. I, I was planning to do a Christmas party type of show at the end. I don't know if we'll do 420. Bobby's not quite a, uh, you know, the partaker. You know what, for... For the holidays and if you guys keep this chat coming up maybe i might have to take a toke off something and oh and, man uh, that means guys. everybody I, better no come back in a couple weeks but you guys got to come in i got to see those likes you know <laughs> just the same next week with you know 30 likes and and you know you guys keep it coming you guys keep this chat going and we might have to uh, so you guys can make fun of me you know coughing up along here <laughs> That, well, that uh, we'll do so the episode fun. and we'll just give Bobby like a little 10 milligram edible before we start. That would be <laughs> uh, well, no, yeah, but we have to get it like what, an hour before it starts? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah like definitely that. a little before we start. <laughs> That'd be so uh, funny. Hey guys, you guys were great. I got to get going soon. So I think we need yeah. to wrap it up, but this yeah. was awesome. Yeah, no. man. yeah, this is a great show. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back on talking this stuff again. So if you have any questions, just let us know. Like Tom was saying, you can message any of us. We're always uh, open to you know any questions and try to help. So yeah, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. And uh, live to roll, everybody.